It is on the Sabbath that we Jews have a feeling of connection to past and future. We ponder those that came before and we think of restorations yet to be. And surely, as we say this blessing on Shabbat, we ought to think of the high priest Yehoiada and his wife, the princess Yehosheva, for it is thanks to them that we can speak of a house of David. Welcome to Bible 365, episode 296, Hidden in the Temple, a Sabbath Salvation. I'm Mayor Soloveitchik. Let us see two Sabbath scenes by the same Jewish artist. First, there is Moritz Oppenheim's painting Shabbat Anfang, the beginning of the Sabbath, depicting the mother of a household accepting the Shabbat by blessing the Judenstern, the Jewish Shabbat lamp, as the sun descends. The father of the household holds aloft his watch, looking intently at it, checking for the time at which Shabbat will be approaching. In other words, what is taking place is as follows. He is watching the time as she sanctifies time. Now look for a moment at the table behind them. The husband holding the watch is optically lined up with two symbols involved in sanctifying the Sabbath. There are the candles or the Shabbat lamp being blessed by his wife, and there is the cup of Kiddush that he, upon returning, will bless. They, the two of them, are visually connected to the means that both of them will use to sanctify the Sabbath, to sanctify time, to sanctify their home. We turn now to another painting by Oppenheim, which gives us a scene from the same evening, perhaps an hour or two later. Here, the father has come home from synagogue, and two of his children run to him for a blessing. Interestingly, to this day, when many parents bestow blessings on their progeny on Friday evening, they often join the words of the traditional blessings for children, such as, May God make you as Ephraim and Menashe, or May God make you as Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, with the priestly blessings, Yivarechecha Hashem v'yishmerecha, May God bless you and protect you. What these two scenes, therefore, bring home to us is a connection between the temple and the Sabbath home. The holiest site on earth in Judaism is the temple, in which its priests minister, kindling the menorah, arranging the showbread, bestowing blessings. And a Jewish home throughout the centuries has functioned as a tiny temple, or a mikdash ma'at, a small sanctuary, exuding holiness first and foremost, through the sanctification of time. In the Jewish home, the parents are the priests, kindling the Sabbath lights, bestowing and blessing the Sabbath wine and loaves, and blessing those assembled, the children, within the home's sacred sphere. The Sabbath home is the sanctum through which Judaism throughout the generations has been preserved. And this point allows us to appreciate anew a moment on one Sabbath in the temple, when Judaism and the house of David was saved from total destruction. As we have already seen in the book of Kings, following the death of the successful Judean monarch Jehoshaphat, disaster descends upon the Davidic dynasty. The next king is Jehoram, who embraces the ways of the house of Ahav, Ahab, and marries a prince of Ahab's house, Atalia. When Jehoram is punished by God with sickness and death, his son Ahaziah reigns, a king who is a descendant now of both David and Ahab. When the northern general Yehu, acting at the behest of God, destroys Ahab's entire family, he also kills the Judean king Ahaziah. At this point, Atalia, a queen in the southern kingdom of Judah, but a daughter of the house of Ahab, seeing that her son, the Judean king, has been killed, and that her father's house has been destroyed in the north, chooses to seize power in the south, doing the unthinkable, killing her own grandchildren, 
and attempting to destroy the entire Davidic dynasty. Only one child is saved, spirited away by the wife of the high priest, who has access to the palace because she too is of the royal family. Chapter 22, verse 10. But when Atalia, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal of the house of Judah. But Yehoshavat, the daughter of the king, took Yoash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons that were slain, and put him and his nurse in a bedchamber. So Yehoshavat, the daughter of King Yehoram, the wife of Yehoyada the priest, for she was the sister of Ahaziah, hid him from Atalia, so that she slew him not. And he was with them hidden in the house of God six years and Natalia reigned over the land. Thus was the last surviving child of the Davidic dynasty, Yoash, hidden in the temple, raised by the high priest Yehoiada and his heroic wife Yehosheva, or Yehoshevat. Had this not happened, Atalia would have succeeded in destroying the Davidic dynasty, and, presumably, the idolatrous house of Ahab would have continued to rule over Jerusalem. Thus it is not too much to say that this one moment saved Jerusalem and save Judaism. After six years, the high priest Yehoiada prepares to reveal the young king Yosh, and it seems that he deliberately chooses the precise moment on which to gather the forces of revolution, the Sabbath. As commentators such as Rashi and others explain, the Sabbath was the day when the shifts, the divisions of Levites and priests, known as Mishmarot, would switch over. This time, the high priest ordered the priests and Levites not to switch, but to combine to join in guarding the temple and the heir to the throne. It was thus on the Sabbath that the forces guarding the true king of Jerusalem, the forces of revolution against evil, were assembled. Chapter 23. And in the seventh year, Yehoiada strengthened himself and took the captains of hundreds, Azariah the son of Yeroham, and Yishmael the son of Yehochanan, and Azariah the son of Oved, and Masaya the son of Adiah, and Elishaphat the son of Zichri, into covenant with him. And they went about in Judah and gathered the Levites out of all the cities of Judah and the chief of the fathers of Israel, and they came to Jerusalem. And all the congregation made a covenant with the king in the house of God. And he said unto them, Behold, the king's son shall reign, as the Lord hath said of the sons of David. This is the thing that ye shall do. A third part of you entering on the Sabbath of the priests and of the Levites shall be guardians of the doors, and a third part shall be at the king's house, and a third part at the gate of the foundation. And all the people shall be in the courts of the house of the Lord. But let none come into the house of the Lord, save the priests and they that minister of the Levites. They shall go in, for they are holy. But all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. And the Levites shall surround the king round about, every man with his weapons in his hand. And whosoever else cometh into the house, he shall be put to death. But be ye with the king when he cometh in, and when he goeth out. So the Levites and all Judah did according to all the things that Jehoiada the priest had commanded, and took every man his men that were to come in on the Sabbath, with them that were to go out on the Sabbath. For Yehoiada the priest dismissed not the shifts. Moreover, Yehoiada the priest delivered to the captains of hundreds spears and bucklers and shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of God. And he set all the people, every man having his weapon in his hands, from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple, along by the altar and the temple by the king roundabout. The choice of the moment may have been pragmatic, but if we think about it, the poetry is profound. From the temple, on the Sabbath, from the sacred site, on this sacred time, members of God's people gather together to declare the commitment that the salvation of Judaism and Jerusalem shall go forth. At a certain point, the revolution is launched. Verse 11. Then they brought out the king's son and put upon him the crown and gave him the testimony and made him king. And Yehoiada and his sons anointed him and said, Long live the king. 
Now when Atalia heard the noise of the people running and praising the king, she came to the people into the house of the Lord, and she looked, and behold, the king stood at his pillar at the entering in, and the princes and the shofars by the king. And all the people of the land rejoiced and sounded with shofars, also the singers with instruments of music, and such as taught to sing praise. The king is crowned. Atalia is killed. Jerusalem is saved. The high priest Yehoiada and his wife Yehosheba emerge as surrogate parents of a Davidic child to whom all Jews are in debt. Chronicles goes on to describe how, so long as the high priest lived to influence the Davidic king, the reign was worthy of celebration. But after the high priest Yehoiada's death, the king Yoash went morally astray. Yet, the threat of Atalia, of a permanent Ahabite idolatrous reign over Jerusalem, was averted thanks to two courageous people, Yehoiada and Yehosheva, who hid a child in the temple. I mentioned, when we first studied this story in the book of Kings, that the high priest and his wife are heroes of Judaism that are rarely celebrated. And in retrospect, the image of husband and wife hiding a child in the temple and then gathering forces of fortitude on the Sabbath has a sublime symbolism for the Jewish future. Because throughout the centuries, the Jews faced many a dark time and they saw in their own Sabbath homes the means by which hope would be preserved. Generations of Jews faced so much hate, but they endured and served as the priests and Levites of their own tiny temples, their own sacred Jewish homes, mustering the spiritual will every Sabbath to sanctify time and thereby also the small space in which they lived, achieving through this sanctification a continuity for their family, their faith, and their people as they joined with countless others in so many tiny temples that did the same. Strikingly, it is on the Sabbath that we say a special prayer after the Haftarah for the Davidic throne. I will say one translation of the Haftarah blessing. Make us glad, Lord our God, with the prophet Elijah, your servant, and with the kingdom of the house of David, your anointed. May he arrive soon and bring joy to our hearts. Let no stranger sit upon his throne, nor let others continue to usurp his glory. For you swore by your holy name that through all eternity his lamp will never go out. Blessed are you, Lord, shield of David. It is on the Sabbath that we Jews have a feeling of connection to past and future. We ponder those that came before and we think of restorations yet to be. And surely, as we say this blessing on Shabbat, we ought to think of the high priest Yehoiada and his wife, the princess Yehosheva, for it is thanks to them that we can speak of a house of David. This brings us in conclusion to another Sabbath painting by Moritz Oppenheim, one known as Der Zegen das Rabbi, the rabbi's blessing. Oppenheim gives us a picture of the rabbi of the town in which he grew up, Hanau. The rabbi's name was Rabbi Tobias Zondheimer, and we see him blessing his grandson on Shabbat afternoon services, three generations standing in the synagogue. Interestingly, if you enlarge the curtain over the ark, you will find the words, Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekadosho, remember the Sabbath day to sanctify it. This is surprising. No synagogue that I know of puts those words specifically on the curtain over the ark. It is put there, I think, by the artist because the theme of the Sabbath pervades the painting, highlighting how understanding our existential origin is at the heart of Shabbat. For that sacred day marks a moment of gratitude to those without whom we would not be here. And of course, this gratitude leads us ultimately to He without whom nothing would exist, God who sanctified the Sabbath so that we in turn can sanctify it week after week. We think about our existential origin on Shabbat and turning to God, we ought to thank the Almighty for the heroes of our history, including Yehoiada and Yehosheba, 
and for the moments of hope that the Sabbath has given us throughout the ages. This is Mayor Soloveitchik, looking forward to learning together tomorrow. Signing off.